Let's get it started. Ha! Let's oh. get it started. <laughs> Welcome, students, to Ghoulish University. Class is in session. <laughs> students and welcome to today's class here at Ghoulish University, the podcast where we study everything that is Tales from the Crypt. I am your host, Headmistress Logan, and joining me tonight is our professor of astrology, it's Thon. Hello Thon, how's it going? I'm back. He is, the bitch is back. <laughs> I got it this again. time. Um, here we go again. Um, yes, I know it's been it's been a minute since we've recorded, but even more so, it's been a minute since we've recorded with you. Um, yeah, we missed you. How's it going? Uh, yeah, pretty well. How about you? I'm doing all right. Um, still in mourning. Mom and dad broke up, but it's okay. Um, I pissed Nate off enough with that last week. <laughs> and joining us also is our professor of PE. It's Naderade. Hi, Naderade. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous that you <laughs> are so upset about that. It's, you know, it was a tough one, but I think actually I not, not her problem. audience listening. It's not her actual mom and dad. It's fuck it's fucking Taylor Swift and oh whatever the God. other dude's oh, name is. <laughs> oh my God. She hasn't said anything yet. Not confirmed. I'm kidding. It it was confirmed, but um, still big sad, but it's okay. Um, that's I, not what we're I, here for. I'm just over here going like, oh, that's an awkward way to bring that up. But all right, sorry. <laughs> sorry for that, Logan. I've, I've... <laughs> he was like, damn, didn't realize that was it. Um, yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. Oh, you don't mean your actual mom. Okay, never mind. Oh, not actual mom and dad. No, no. No, uh, Chip and Reagan are still happy, happily ever after. So they're good. Um, all right, so... Um, without further ado, uh, are y'all ready to talk about, oh wait, skirt, real quick, let's go on ahead and talk about how our friend Thon over here joined the Porpoise, um, that came out, that came out, I think we mentioned it on the last recording, or the last one that we had with Thon, where he said he was going to be joining them, and he did, um, so yeah, do you want to tell us about that, Thon? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a few weeks ago, episode's been out um for a little while it was really fun to be on there obviously those guys are uh those guys are pretty awesome um they got some good episodes that they've released um since then that are uh, pretty interesting so definitely go check them out back from the purpose i listened awesome to podcast. that episode it a lot was, of fun it was really it was really good listening to you guys on there uh that was mm -hmm. a great episode you guys had yeah, and Steve was so concerned about being the most unpopular man in the room, but I mean, he wasn't saying anything that was out of line. <laughs> no, not at all. No, he's he crushed it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, very cool. Um, let's Long Mang, you you got a little housekeeping yourself there, Long Mang, don't you? Um, 
creature comforts uh, is for creature of comforts creature of comforts creature comforts um yeah so um i forgot i did i guess i did forget to mention that um I, uh, I joined our friend Soju from Straight Chilling over on his little YouTube series he does called Creature Comforts, where they take non-horror movies and we kind of talk about them and how certain horror things can be applied to them. Um, so we talked about The Fifth Element, which is a like childhood favorite of mine. Um, so you can find that over the, at the Straight Chilling's YouTube channel. Um, just, you know, Straight Chilling and uh, Creature Comforts, The Fifth Element with moi. Um, so yeah, thanks for reminding me, Nate. I definitely did forget to mention that part. <laughs> no problem. Um, and then Nate joined nobody. <laughs> Damn. I don't. I don't blame them. I wouldn't have me on this show either. You don't gotta put a. You don't gotta put the spotlight on them. Jesus. Um, um, I, I I don't know if I have mentioned this yet, but I actually am going to be joining our friends over at Cinema Slab, um, Anna, who we had on not too long ago. They're going to be covering everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, so I'll be recording that with them sometime later this week. Um, I'll let you guys know whenever that is out, but don't forget to go check them out. Bring um, there. Uh, what are we recovering? Yeah, are you covering everywhere uh, all at once? That's yeah. That's the, I totally missed that. Sorry. <laughs> we've um, listen. We've all established you don't listen to us as, <laughs> as we talk. Um, <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Uh, yeah, I think she saw my uh, live tweeting of the. Uh, of the Oscars in the Slack. <laughs> she was like, oh, I bet Logan would want to talk about that with us. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm pretty I just excited. Like how, hmm? I just like how um, Naderade tells me, hey man, I like that episode. You have a really good speaking voice. And I was like, oh, my guy, we're on, a, we're on a podcast together. You hear me speak all the time. He's like, I don't listen to that. It's very, it's very different uh, hearing you talk when we're having a conversation rather than actually just shutting up and listening to you speak. Damn, so. he really is just admitting that he doesn't listen to us ever. Oh, yeah. He's always just thinking about what he's going to say next. He's like, yeah, can this person stop talking so that I can start talking again? You, mind, you guys mind shutting the hell up so I can speak now? I'm not the one here guesting on podcasts. This is, I, this is the only way I can voice my opinion on stuff. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I guess without further ado, we're going to shut the fuck up um, <laughs> and start talking about this week's episode, season three, episode seven, The Reluctant Vampire. Have either of you fine gentlemen seen this mo- this episode before? Nope. Uh, I think I have. All right. It's it a, it a, it a, it vaguely familiar to me. Um... Okay. I, well, I should say I should say I have seen this episode, but in a more twilight form. <laughs> I'm not the only one who made that comparison. I was like, oh my god, did Stephanie Meyer just lift her entire saga from this one episode? <laughs> I don't know about all that at all. But okay. <laughs> Can you hear? Uh, we... Can you hear Logan? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Logan, can't even. Hear, she can't even hear us right now. She can't hear us. She just keep going on, and nobody can. We can't hear you. <laughs> she talked for five minutes. <laughs> All right. Okay, students. It's time to take your seats. 
I'm about to teach you a lesson. All right, so let's go on ahead and get into this plot synopsis. Um, we enter the crypt as Count Crypt Keeper reads from a book about vampirism. He says, I want to suck your blood. No, that's not right. I want to suck your blood. No, that's not it. I want to suck. Oh, hello, kitties. You caught me in the middle of my homework. Your old pal, the Crypt Keeper, is a real believing in continuing dedication. <laughs> Which brings us to tonight's murderous morsel. It's a juicy little tale about a real bloodsucker who never learned to go for the jugular. I call this plasma play the reluctant vampire. The episode opens up in a large mansion and we pan down the hallways, a rat scurries by, and we get to a coffin where an alarm bell begins to ring. A hand comes out of the coffin and turns the alarm off, reaching around for a pair of dentures. As he exits the coffin, he calls for old Leopold, the rat. <laughs> we see him drinking a bottle of blood as he listens to the radio. They're interviewing a man named Rupert Van Helsing, a professional vampire hunter. Our vampire scoffs and packs Leopold up, taking him to work. He is the narc guard at a local blood bank. We enter as his boss, Mr. Cross, Cross White, yells at a young secretary, Sally. He threatens to fire her due to the low supply at the bank and then tries to come on to her instead. Donald steps in and tells Crosley to Cross White to knock it off. I don't know why I thought his name was Crosley. Cross White laughs at him and leaves later. Laughs at him and leaves. Later, as Sally is getting ready to leave, she thinks Donald, she thanks Donald for stepping in to help her and telling him that he was really brave. He tells him that no one's ever told him that he is brave, but she said that it's okay because he and I think sensitive is sexy. <laughs> the tension between the two grows, and so do Donald's teeth. S Sally offers to keep him company, and he tells her that she needs to go, struggling to contain himself. Once she is gone, he runs into the fridge full of blood and grabs a few bags with celebration. He makes himself a cocktail and goes to look for the record book to alter it, only to realize that Crosswhite had taken it home with him. Um, I have just a little bit more. He needs to replace the blood and goes outside to find a replacement. He comes up on a man attempting to mug an elderly woman. Donald grabs the man and drains his blood and drains his body of all his blood. He even starts jumping on him as if he's a trampoline to get every last drop. Right as he finishes replacing the blood, he drank into the bank. Sally comes into work early because she was worried about the blood, attempts to flirt with him, and he runs away. All right. Thoughts on this first little segment? <clears throat> None of that had anything to do with Twilight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, yeah, you know, this vampire doesn't sparkle. So I guess um, maybe our claims of Stephanie Meyer curving all of her story off of this episode are false. Um, nope. Nope. Sally said that he's sexy. We got sexy vampires. It's Twilight. She is. All vampires are sexy. <laughs> we have discussed except for Nosferatu and Thirty Days of Night. Except for was it? shit. There is a sexy say. vampire. I was gonna say. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> I've seen that one. There's a couple <laughs> sexy vamps. Yeah. <laughs> That movie, not to get too off topic, makes me really anxious about my apartment complex because have y'all seen my pictures of 
how there's nothing under my apartment complex because it's on stilts. So I always think about the vampires from that movie crawling in from under the houses. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I, I was quite excited to learn that this was another vampire episode. Um, and even more than that, I think that this one has a, a hilarious start. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> it's you're being so relatable to this vampire first off him grabbing the dentures from the coffin next to his next to his coffin i actually bursted out laughing at that and not only that when he when he gets out of the coffin is stretching is like oh how i hate mondays it's like yeah i love this already <laughs> this is so good the, and it was also, it was not just him, like, reaching for his dentures. It's the way that he, like, turns off the alarm clock and he's just, like, too lazy. So, yeah. like, that's why he's looking for the dentures. It's just because, like, he's he's just too lazy to get up like we would be. That's totally me reaching for my glasses in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, of he course, who doesn't hate my <laughs> Um, I thought he was a cop at first, whenever he was walking around in his kitchen, like, drinking his blood. His uniform was, I know that that's, like, also what night guards wear, but he had me fooled for a second. I was like, damn, he's a man of the law uh, for one blood bank. <laughs> that wasn't me saying fuck cops. That was just me going, like, wow, like, he got himself into a pretty interesting position because as a cop, he could get away with a lot. So, like, as a vampire, that's, like, a perfect cover. But Night Guard at a blood bank works too. You know, I always thought like, I mean, in the mythical world of vampires, blood bank is always the best way to get your food supply. Like they kind of did it in Blade 2 at the very beginning of Blade 2. I'm like, that is the right way to get your blood rather than just if you have, uh, obviously if you're a vampire and you have morals. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's how you can relate it to Twilight, is that he's an ethical vampire, so he doesn't kill humans for funsies. He's a, a vegetarian vampire as best as he can be. <laughs> he's he's um, sexy and he has morals, just like Twilight. <laughs> um, I also, um, that also does kind of remind me of like, uh, did y'all ever see uh, I, Zombie, that TV show where the girl is a zombie and she works at a morgue. So that's how she gets her brains. She works at a morgue. I know what you're talking about. I've just never watched it. It was okay. Same. Um, it was kind of goofy, but um, okay. Well, um, anything else about, oh, can we talk about every time that he is about to drink someone's blood? He's like, have, do you have any bloodborne diseases? Are you currently taking any drugs or medications? Have you had <laughs> dental surgery in the last 20, 72 hours? Yeah. <laughs> that one made me laugh. <laughs> The way he was pumping out blood from the thief was cracking me up, too. Because he's like, the Heimlich maneuver. I was losing it. He was, he was jumping up and down on him. Yep. It was so good. Just that was the get one every, that, every last drop right there. That had me, like, actually, like, it was kind of, at first I was chuckling. I was like, oh, haha. And then all of a sudden he started jumping on him, and I just started cackling. It was so <laughs> funny. Um... Also, I, can we talk about how his last name is Longtooth? Mr. Longtooth. <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of funny. And I know I keep calling him Donald, but I don't think we really know that his name is Donald until, like, the end. Um, but IMDb didn't do a very good job of labeling the characters. They only say the actor's name for, like, half of them. Hmm. Um, anyway, are we ready to get on to this next little section? 
Oh, there's one more part I want to cover. Oh, yes. It was when he and Sally were talking, and like, as he was getting turned on, I love how his fangs were acting were growing as he was getting more turned on and the way he was hi- the way he was hiding his fangs he's using just the two fingers to, to hide each fang i was i was digging that little i thought that was funny because most people would just do this yeah use the full hand like covering the mouth like uh-huh. a whisper almost but he was like no, no. he was just doing two fingers <laughs> and he didn't think she would figure it out <laughs> um on anything else no i'm good all right so we cut to a police station where a tall bug-eyed man approaches lieutenant robinson he tells him that he knows what kind of perp they're looking for the man's name is rupert van helsing the cartoonish looking man tells him they need his help because they're looking for a vampire they show him the body and rupert makes his educated guess on the type of vampire they're looking for a large vampire possibly with a bad tooth Robinson brushes him off and leaves. Back at the blood bank, Crosswhite tells the staff that he is going to have to make cutbacks, which means that some of them are going to be laid off at the end of the month. Do, 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 do. Donald decides that his only option to save the blood bank is to gather blood from criminals on the streets. And we go through a montage of Donald going after petty criminal headlines of bloodless bodies being found left and right. Rupert approaches Robinson and tells him that he discovered an interesting shipment of soil coming from Carpathia, which is located in Transylvania. He convinces Robinson to go out for a drive to the address where the soil was shipped to. Care for a drive? Um, Okay, that's kind of mine. That's where the segment ends. I know it's a little bit shorter, um, but um, I think the introduction of Rupert was like in like super exciting <laughs> well he comes, um, he comes he comes over the radio in the first part like right at the beginning mm-hmm. yeah talking but about we, it, but... we don't see what he looks like though. and so yeah and then when he rolls up looking like judge doom from who framed roger rabbit that's what i was gonna say yeah. he looked just like him I, it was either I, that I was like it was either yeah. him it was either him or major tot from uh raiders of the lost ark Oh, yeah, I could see that, too. Yeah. Logan's like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I, I knew who framed Roger Rabbit because that is, like, one of the most memorable movie moments of my childhood. Was <laughs> great pull. Um, I was going to say that. I was going to wait for astrology to say it. Because um, I did look. I There was a moment where I was like, is that the same guy? No. Get the fuck out of here. That's Christopher Lloyd. You God. know Christopher Lloyd. That's Uncle Fester. <laughs> I know him as Uncle Fester. No one else. No other significance. <laughs> um, Not even Doc Brown. <laughs> I know he's in Back to the Future. Um, but he is not in this. Um that was not Rupert Van Helsing. Um, I loved the way that he was just so creepy. I thought it was weird that they like let this random guy off the street see a body, someone who they even like thought was a quack because they've heard of him on the radio before. They're like, wait a minute, aren't you that fucking freak who <laughs> talks about getting vampires on the radio? And he's like, let me see the body. And they're like, all right. What? <laughs> well, he had, so he had the, um, 
like previous crime scene photos that other cases that he had worked or whatever to show to say like, hey, look, this correlates. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I guess that does that that checks out. Um, and that is why Thon was on waxing a por- the porpoise because he's pretty good at detective work. He's an investigator. <laughs> Come on now. He is on the case. <laughs> um, so I and I I. I, I like whenever he comes back. Um, I guess. Um, I I I knew the lore too about um, how vampires like have to have soil from Transylvania. Yeah, um, I, I like that touch that they brought that back in into here because the only thing I ever came know that from is from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Not the book, because I haven't read the book, but the movie with Gary Oldman or, or John Goodman, if you John will. Goodman. Because <laughs> um, they, used, they used it in that movie. And uh, yeah, this is probably like the only thing I've ever heard them use the whole soil from Transylvania thing again. Fun. Care to take it away on where else they use it? On where else they use the... The soil from soil Transylvania? From... <clears throat> what we do uh, in the shadows. Oh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's like oh. a whole. That's like a whole like plot point at one. You know, oh, it's like they dedicate an entire episode to that. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I forget about that. Um, so that was like that was kind of. I think if I hadn't known that little fact, I may have been a little lost during that section because mm-hmm. he speaks so quickly. And even though I did watch this episode twice, I still was. I mean, I yeah, they they talk pretty quickly sometimes, and I don't have reliable. Um, captions because it's on youtube anyway anything what else we do in the, what we do in the shadows more sexy vampires more sexy vampires nadja and laszlo sexiest vampires alive um, <laughs> i i love yeah what we do in the shadows is big recommend if you're a vampire stuff fan and you haven't seen it which if you haven't seen it what are you doing <laughs> um so do to do, do that's also one of my favorite portrayals of the van helsing family <laughs> is what we do in the shadows um i'm kind of i think it's kind of cool that they brought in the van helsing character for this little episode uh not just uh your average ordinary vampire hunter but they actually bring in uh the big top gun mm-hmm. name of van helsing i like that um it, it, it reminded me of um it didn't Netflix have like a Dracula series? It was like three episodes that were like an yeah. hour and a half long. The first episode is pretty great. Yeah, that's I I listened to I listened to a mini cast on that, and um, I really want to watch that. It sounds like it's really good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Another the last episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, pretty. You know, pretty standard stuff. They do some good pulls from lore, as we see. Um, and then, uh, is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before we get to this last section? I'm good. I, I guess. Um, I guess we didn't really touch though on the uh, the montage of him killing like petty criminals who are like doing breaking and enterings, and he's like, "Rar, dead." <laughs> um, I like whenever they're doing the. Uh, the newspapers like flying, you know, they show the different headlines and it just kind of oh, fades yeah. into Helsing and he's just like, mm-hmm. um, I, I really liked his character. You know who he reminded me of? Um, 
Oh, Nate, your favorite character from Frighteners. He kind of gave me that kind of vibe. Oh, um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. What's his name? Mr. I I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Yeah. But he... You're invading my personal bubble. <laughs> <laughs> He's on uh, Reanimator. Um, damn it, G Baby's probably like screaming at us right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know the Frighteners that well. Oh. You, you know, the, you know the actor from Reanimator. Anyway, it's not that important. Um, Van Helsing gives me that guy energy. Anyway, so let's go on ahead and move into this last little segment here. Um, John Dom Aston. Huh? John Aston. No. Oh, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right um all right so donald arrives home after a long night of hunting and is ambushed by crosswhite bearing two water guns filled with holy water crosswhite admits that he knew donald was a vampire the whole time and that he was testing him to see how far he could go he backs donald into a corner and sally just appears out of a nearby coffin to his rescue she followed crosswhite because she knew that uh, donald was in danger Crosswhite still manages to convince them to agree to his terms, and Donald tells Crosswhite that he'll show him where his coffin is. Because you need those to go Betty butt, right? <laughs> and he uses the coffin to knock him out. Just as Donald is about to drain Crosswhite, they hear glass breaking upstairs. They stuff Crosswhite in the coffin and hide as the cops and Rupert come downstairs. Rupert goes straight to the coffin and opens it up, not hesitating to strike Crosswhite through the stomach or the heart? I think the heart. Where, uh, where do you kill vampires? Come on. Now. You have to strike them through. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like he goes straight for the tummy. Cause I, I, I'm looking at the scene right now, and he does pretty much strike them, like, in the, not even the heart. It's definitely, like, the chest, lower the chest. Sternum. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why it was kind of confusing. But I know if I were to go up against a vampire, I would not miss. <laughs> um, but this guy is not a vampire so it doesn't if you're getting stabbed you're dead he's just dead um he's lucky he was wrong um they stuff oh da -da 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 -da. um okay and um the whole time uh lieutenant robertson's like no stop what are you doing and he's like it had to be done um do 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 okay and he, uh, as he assumed that their large vampire um with a bad tooth he strikes him through the heart as they leave sally and donald come out of their hiding spot and sally asks donald to turn her into a creature of the night he asks her if she's had dental surgery in the last 72 hours before <laughs> biting her neck and she just says this is so sexy <laughs> <laughs> we fade back to the crypt where count crypt keeper has a woman laying on an altar ah it is good to see lovers so batty about each other now that's a relationship they can sink their teeth into. <laughs> As for me, I have to get back to work. Exams, you know. I hear the finals are a real pain in the neck. Not that I'm worried about anything. So far, all my marks have been perfect. <laughs> and he like shows that there's two bites in the woman's neck. Or there's two little fang marks in the woman's neck. Um, and there you have it. Um, happily ever after. Um, the origin story of those vampires that adopted Theo. <laughs> um, that was a callback to the last episode of season two, but I knew that wouldn't land. Um, 
wah, wah, wah. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I, I like that. I thought it was funny that Van Helsing was like, I know exactly where we're going. Like, he just knew his whole way around this and all the police are there like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was right. Um, and then they just, like, leave out of there. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, like, there wasn't a, hey, we're going to take you in because you just killed someone. There also wasn't any, like, let's bring this body in and say, look, hey, here's a real-life dead vampire. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Let's secure the crime scene. Let's just peace out. We just we were never here. They were like, all right, our killer's off the streets. So I was okay. First off, we never talked about uh uh Mr. Cross Crosswhite. That guy is a creep. He is very disgusting. Um but because, to, because. what's that? I mean is it just because yeah, he's a creep. He got what he deserved. Um, my thought is that I was kind of hoping that this would, I mean, though, though it didn't happen. Um, I was hoping that, uh, like they extended the episode maybe a minute or two and the cop was going to be like, wait, I know this guy. I've been to the blood bank. I get blood there, give blood there like every month. I know this guy is human. Van Helsing, you just committed murder and they took Van Helsing in kind of, protecting donald from oh, um, yeah. the vampire hunter too i would yeah, like i would have kind of liked that tying off all loose ends yeah <laughs> i feel that um it it at least would have made a, a little more sense how they like maybe even if like van helsing had just left in handcuffs for killing some random dude that they yeah vampire that would have at least tied up the loose ends of Van Helsing as well. Like we killed the piece of shit, he dies, and then Van Helsing, while not necessarily a piece of shit, our our hero. Exactly. Um maybe they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, no one will ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> um what about you, Thon? Any how it should have ended? Um no, nothing real different. I did like how they did the old switcheroo on the vampire um, mm-hmm. to to cover that up. Um, I did the the as the we we're talking about the um, what do you call it uh, montage, and they're doing like the newspaper thing or whatever. I I, I kind of took that as like cause he had told them uh, previously, like, oh well, body, you're gonna start finding all these bodies with no blood and uh, so he and, then like, they were like, and, and they were like uh okay and then as the bodies were piling up in the newspaper headlines and it kind of cut to him i like that shot of cutting to him being like i told you like you yeah. what i said i was right all along and like obviously you can tell that they look like weird and bug-eyed and stuff so i kind of just also thought like for comedy reasons it was funny to see him he he looks like that he yeah. just looks like that yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> logan's a dick, dick. <laughs> it's like they gave him some funny looking glasses the glasses the glasses emphasize the eyes but no he, he just looks like that mm-hmm Um, well, 
I guess, do we have any other thoughts about this before we start grading it? Um, I mean, I think the love story was was kind of there. I don't know. Like, it was, it was so nice. sexy. So, <laughs> when she's like, oh, I, you're sensitive, though. And she's like, insensitive is... I was like, okay. <laughs> this girl is horny for him. <laughs> she is thirsty. She's under the vampire spell. People are just uh, captivated yeah. by vampires, that's all. And he was definitely like, yeah, I'll turn you. Eternity forever? Cool. I wouldn't turn one of my coworkers. <laughs> you don't hang out with coworkers outside of work. I learned that the, well, no, not I didn't learn that. The, fuck it. Sorry. She anyway. accepted him as he was, and he was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I'll turn you. It's a great love story, Logan. I want to tell you're talking about that. It's just I, I'm not saying it's, it's a okay. bad love story. It's it's there. It's Are you there. I just wasn't feeling it. There's a couple. There are the it's the nerdiest uh, vampire and just found the the perfect person. Yeah, that wanted to become a creature of the night. There's so many. So sexy. <laughs> Um, I like whenever uh, Crosswhite often and um, he's she's like, "Are you gonna?" And he's like, "Yep." He's like, "It's happy hour." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> "My, I, I, okay." Going back to towards the beginning when he was first getting the blood out of the blood bank, I loved how he opened up his like lunch pail. And uh, he had a, he had a martini glass and a shaker, and he's just shaking up the blood in there, mixing a little mixology. Said, uh, yeah, he said, uh, what, "What was it? AB, AB, and O negative or something with a touch of lime." Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he was saying the different types too, because I guess they would probably be different depending. Um, but I, I liked that, too. I liked whenever he, like, once he finally realized that Sally was, like, without an earshot, he, like, ran in there. He, he said some kind of rhyme. He was, like, something, said, something, hunger said in, 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 into the uh Into the mouth, uh, under the fangs, say goodbye to hunger pangs. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, Logan's going to be saying that before every meal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of my daily vape Snapchats, y'all are just gonna get that instead. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, anything else for y'all? Um. Yeah. I the thought... um. The the whole water gun uh water pistol thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. So I thought that was clever because he was like, "Haha, bullets won't work on me," and he was like, "I got." holy water and these water pistols pow and then so then it, that was fun um i did like how it was like fireworks going off every time he got splashed with some yeah, sparks which, coming off his body which he's wearing clothes so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but still <laughs> it's a nice um, little effect i kind of dug on it it was it was there was one time where he did get shot in, in the shoulder and like there was just continuous steam popping out of his shoulder. I really loved it. He, he almost started to look like whenever they throw the water on the witch, the Wicked Witch and the Wizard of Oz, oh, like sure, at yeah. the end there, because he, he just keeps spraying him and then all of a sudden you just see like, 
it even gets a little green. I was like, oh, well, well. <laughs> but so those little, those were tiny little water pistols. They couldn't have been that much holy water in there. No. Like. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. And he shot either. a lot. He shot him a lot. So I would also, imagine like he could have just overpowered him at that point instead of having to like keep getting shot. He might have also, had a second pistol on him there, Thon. I don't he know. He had two. He had one in each hand, but they were both tiny. <laughs> they can't hold that much volume. <laughs> I don't know, man. Have do you, you remember playing him? with squirt guns? Yeah. Do you remember playing with squirt guns as a kid? You constantly had to refill those. That's why you play with them he in the pool in the, the pool job. only. <laughs> <laughs> Because whenever you play with them in the pool, you just open them up and hold down next to you. Yeah, he didn't have that, especially not with holy water. And he just sitting there, he just keeps firing away. He's like unlimited ammo. Like, man, you shoot twice and those things need a refill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking back to Boone's, Boondock Saints right now. He's like, he brought a fucking six shooter. <laughs> Nine bodies, genius. <laughs> Guess I gotta add that one. To you never what? seen Boondock Saints? Oh, it's my favorite. It's a movie. Movie. What? Yeah, my it's my uh, favorite. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, oh, I'll watch yeah. that. I, I love Willem Dafoe. Big fan. I want to see Willem Dafoe in Aquatic. Fuck what? My Sanderson movie. Mm. That one I need to see. Anyway, anything else for the reluctant vampire? So I guess it's the reluctant vampire because Donald like doesn't. He doesn't want to go hunt people. people. Yeah, he doesn't want to hunt people. Yeah, we have solved the mystery of the title of the episode. Are we ready to grade this? Thing? <laughs> I mean, I got that right away. You didn't. I did. Well. For some reason, whenever you see Reluctant Vampire, I thought it was like he was reluctant to become one, but like he already is one. Mm. So, a recommendation. Um, if you want a, a vampire flick that's kind of in this same vein, um, 80s comedy, My Best Friend's a Vampire. Ooh, that is exciting. I do want to add that to my list. Um. Yeah, it's a high school kid gets turned into a vampire and he also doesn't want to like he's squeamish about blood and he doesn't want to <laughs> hurt people and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, be especially being squeamish about blood. There was a point in my life where I was squeamish about blood. Um uh not anymore, but uh, Diego and I are watching Midnight Mass right now. Um we have like one episode left, so Shit's hitting the fan. <laughs> um, more vampire recommendations. Um, I, mean, I, I couldn't become a vampire. No, I absolutely could. <sighs> Why not? Uh, well, you know, you know what? I, I'm just thinking back to I, I, no, I, I could, I could become, I could suck some blood. Um, I'm just thinking back, like whenever I cut myself or if ever. I get injured on myself. I get very lightheaded. Mm. <laughs> but with when it happens to anybody else, I'm totally cool with it. So never mind. I could I could suck some blood. 
it's less i'm less worried about drinking blood because i think that kind of just the urge to drink blood would just come naturally me it's more being concerned about being immortal like i don't know if i want to live forever i don't want to live forever <laughs> um anyway <laughs> <laughs> um we ready to grade this thing all right, Nate, you go first. All righty. I'm going to go ahead and give it an A. I had so much fun with this episode. Um, the actor playing Donald the vampire killed it for me. You could tell he was having so much fun with the role. It was a blast. Um, I, like, I, like we were talking about before, about vampire lore with uh, bringing the dirt from say Transylvania your home or even bringing in uh Van Helsing in as a character I really dug that that's you don't you don't often get uh classic vampire lores into these little tiny episodes um uh the the cheesy love story I dug on that a little bit that was cute I love the love story between Donald and Sally, and yeah, the, the you, have, you have a great villain, Mr. Crossfoot White. He sucks. He's just a shitty person, and I I like that you have. I like how this story kind of gives you a vampire that you're rooting for. That where it's not a villainous vampire. It's a nice vampire that you can. You honestly like. Like I said at the beginning, he's getting his dentures. He hates Mondays. You can relate to this guy. And he's got good morals. He's he's throwing out. He's doing the whole Punisher move where he's killing bad guys. Uh, you don't often get vampire stuff like that. So I kind of what, what's that, Don? But, I mean, quote unquote bad guys. I mean, there's a oh, couple sure. of them that are a little. Yeah, like, uh, you're nitpicking there. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still uh, doing Punisher thing as a vampire. That would be a pretty cool full-on movie i think uh with that idea um yeah it's i, I really do like this episode i'd easily rewatch it again it's a lot of fun uh a a for the reluctant vampire um fun you ready um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I had a lot of fun with this episode as well. Um, I think I might come in with uh, with an A minus on this one. Um, a lot of the same reasons. There's just it's good humor. Um, you know, uh, just right from the, right from the jump too. He's rolling out of there going ah, Monday, fucking Garfield style. Um, love that stuff. Um, yeah, no, just a lot of fun. Uh, good. Uh, creep villain that you want to see get it and just the way they kind of maneuvered that around to where um, Donald doesn't have to do it. Doesn't mm -hmm. actually have to be the one to kill him or whatever. Um, I mean, he kind of technically does. Like, <laughs> kind of technically does, I guess, but uh, where he just kind of maneuvers it in there and then you get the, you know, the uh, Van Helsing killing him, thinking he's the <laughs> vampire, so he's thinking like, okay, vampire scourge is gone on set um and then you know the love story they can they could be together now and then take over the blood bank even and and oh continue yeah on, continue on with their blood bank vigilante business 
blood bank vigilante shit. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, I'm also going to give this one an A. Um, um, the minute that he was jumping on the guy's body to drain him of the blood, I was like, <laughs> this episode gets no. <laughs> Um, I liked it. Also, like, I know that we're gonna get to it with dead astrology, but the cast for this was just like fucking awesome. They have a whole bunch of you know bangers in there. Um, I I really liked the costuming, and I I liked. I think it was funny that you have Sally, who's this woman who's just like super horny for this guy, and he's like, I like you, <laughs> but I gotta go. <laughs> I thought it was super <laughs> cute. Um. So, yeah, I really liked it, um, you know, all of it. I even really liked the the Van Helsing character. He was, like, I don't know. I Never mind. I think that he's really goofy, and I think it was a really nice um, take on the character. So, yeah, A from me. Um, so, I guess with that just a solid A. Yep. A. Yep. One other thing with that, I do want to, uh, you know, as I'm thinking about it more, the Van Helsing character is a pretty, is pretty flawed there. Like he's, he's the way he has him. He's a Van Helsing. He knows his shit. Like he knows to track the, you know, the, the soil and knows to like look for that in the bill of ladings and like mm -hmm. be able to track all that through and be able to find him and know all about this and be a vampire hunter and all that kind of stuff. But then also to be kind of, so uh clumsy and then like lack that attention to detail just go in and stab him and just be like not even check to make sure that was the actual vampire or anything and well how often are you seeing humans sleep in a coffin yeah but like he didn't make sure he just he just was like boom and then he walked off like that was it no he didn't like... i guess um... you're saying there yeah, I like that he's clumsy, though. Like, I, I haven't seen too many other Van Helsing, what I was about to say, but I feel like Van Helsing is usually portrayed as, like, a super strong person, right, I'm assuming. And I feel like this Rupert, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, because I haven't seen other Van Helsing other than... They're usually he, old doctor guys. Old doctor <laughs> guys? Okay, never mind then. Except for Hugh Jackman. Except for Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're a vampire killer, I would imagine, you know, like. <laughs> anyway. Um, you don't actually fight the vampires. You sneak up on them and you stab them when they're sleeping. Yep. You use the <laughs> Oh, you take the bitch route. I see. <laughs> it's a vampire. The route. <laughs> yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Come on. I guess you're right. You are at a little bit of a disadvantage when you're fighting up against a. Uh, a well immortal being. Um, are we fail ready? To fail are to we ready to prepare to fail? Um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, all right, so we're going to dead astrology. I know I am. Starlight, starlight, the first stars see tonight. Each week, our professor of astrology, Thon, will look normally. Y'all are like, yeah, let's go. Each week, our professor of astrology, Thon, will look to the stars and tell us about the past of the stars from this week's episode and what they might be up to now. 
Fun, take it away. Yeah, I'm kind of confused on what you're talking about. There wasn't really anyone in this cast. I don't know what you mean. We're not doing this shit again. I was like, is that sarcasm there? I wanted to see her her face there. I was like... Um, I was about to be like... After the... I do have like... uh, um, uh, who I would like to see play this vampire role, but we can get in, into that after. Or you want me yeah. to do it now? No, you can do it in Would You Rather, because then it'd be Would You Rather have this guy play this role or this other person play this role? Fine. So anyway. Fine. <laughs> you know what? I like that. That's another little... Dave, did you even think of one? Because you were having a hard time before Dude, we started. I, I got one. I got one written down. <laughs> All right, so now we know. Now we have another. Would you rather? <laughs> Thanks, Son. Anyway, um. fail to prepare, prepare to fail. <laughs> Who do you want me to start with? Hmm. Uh, do uh, Sally because she's really the Sally. only one I know I don't recognize. I don't either. So nice. Sally was played by Sandra Dickinson. Um, she's got a bunch of credits. I don't. I'm not familiar with a lot of them. Um, the one that stuck out to me, and I can't place her in the movie, is the Batman. Um, the Batman? The like Ratman. Robert Pattinson. Hey, bring it Robert up together Pattinson. with Twilight. Yeah, the Robert Pattinson <laughs> Batman movie that just came out. She was a character called Dory in that. Huh. So I, I imagine an older woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I guess I'll, that just gives me an excuse to rewatch the Batman. Um, the other one that I, I want to mention is she was in a movie called Space Truckers, which I have not seen. <laughs> that sounds great. But no, no, no. It gets better because the movie is called Space Truckers, which sounds sounds like it could be an awesome it's B called, movie. It's called Space Truckers, but there's no truckers or space at all in this Am, am I not? No, there's got to be a trucker because her character's name is Bitch and Betty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So just, Betty. just for that alone, I want to go check that movie out. <laughs> Bitch and Betty. Well, I, I noticed she was in Ready Player One, that which is, is a sick that I did see, but I don't she know. She is in Ready Player One. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that character either. Ready Player I, One? I which one was yeah, old, she was an old boxer woman. Um, I don't know oh. who that would be because I thought she might be the aunt. But I don't think that she was the aunt that ends up getting crushed. Uh, no, she just her, her her character's name in that is Old Boxer Woman. <laughs> she doesn't I, I, have I want to watch. I really want to watch Space Truckers for Bitch and Betty. It was <laughs> I think it was Betty. I think it was mid nineties, so she she's not that much. So older she'd be in the same same age, pretty much. Yeah, I mean a little bit older, but not like old woman uh, style. No, not like she is um, now. Yeah. Um, we can go to the, uh, the officer, if you'd like. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, let's hit it up. Paul Gleason. Um, probably most recognizable from Breakfast Club. Yep. Obviously, the principal messed with the bull, you get the horns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, definitely. Um, he's he's, skulls. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of that type of character um in pretty mm-hmm. much everything he's a he's a cop he's a principal he's a authoritative type of figure um he's in not another teen movie 
He was in Van Wilder, kind of in those same, yes, same type of roles, pretty much. (laughs) He was in Drake and Josh. Sure. Did did y'all watch Drake and Josh? Yeah, I did growing up. I'm pretty sure he had like a uh, recurring, recurring role in that. I watched, I watched Drake or Josh get arrested. But that's about uh, it. Dra- uh, Josh, Drake. Josh Peck is cool. Uh, Drake fucking sucks. He's a pedo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll go to uh, who? Who do you want to do? You want to do Van Helsing? Uh, to Van Helsing. Van Helsing. He's going to be another. Uh, he'll be another John Hughes connection right there. Um. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Berryman. Um, who, you know, as Logan pointed out, looks a little odd. Um, he's gotten quite a bit of work off of that. Probably mm-hmm. most famously, uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, he's he's in the, the poster, isn't he? Yeah, he is the oh. guy on the poster for Hills Have Eyes. The OG <laughs> or the, the fucked up remake that everyone always the, talks about? The OG. They're in both fact, fucked up, first of all. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted here. <laughs> Yeah, they're both fucked up, um, but he was the OG um, in there. Um, what were you going to talk about? Weird science? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Weird science. Uh, I don't think also, I... from anything. Hills have eyes. Any Rob Zombie movie? It's the only um, Rob Zombie film I've seen. Really? He, yeah. Actually, he might not have been in Thirty One. You, you you might have me there. He might not have been in 31. He was in Devil's Rejects. He was in um, uh, Halloween, I believe. Um, I'm just trying to think. You haven't seen any of the Rob Zombie movies? He was Family, in Lord of the Rob Zombie movie. movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the He's only one. That's the only other one that I've really seen. But I, 31 was just torture, which I, I understand. Well, it's. <laughs> the worst of the all of those movies, but yeah, and they're all pretty bad. <laughs> Come on now, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects are nope. I, I did not nope. like it. I, I did. I, House, House, House of a Thousand, thousand Corpses. Houses of House of a Thousand Corpses. I think has a good. It's a, the story was actually fine. It's the editing in that movie that I could not get behind. Mm. Editing and cinematography, and it was no, not for me. Okay, okay. Um, and the other one I wanted to mention, uh, was, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Ah, He's in that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. From back in the day there. Classic um, Danny DeVito. I did, uh, I did, um, I think I brought it up in like one of the first episodes we had, um, on a creep yourself. I went to a convention last, uh, summer ish late summer maybe mm-hmm. um where he was there and i got to talk to Ooh, him uh, nice. michael berryman there so i got to talk to him for a while really nice guy um and but i did tell him we were doing this podcast and he and and he gave me a little anecdote about it about how the director was such an asshole no <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and That's uh awesome. one of the one of the scenes i think it was the scene where they were in the morgue i believe it was either that scene or it was it was um, the very end when they're standing over George Wendt. 
who's I'll get to in a minute. Um, but it was one of them that he was sitting there. I, I can't remember which scene he was talking about, but it was him and the cop standing over uh, a body. Mm-hmm. And he had this, he goes, he goes, I went in, I did this take on any, you know, the line, um, had me say the line and there was a sound he wanted me to make. So I gave him the sound or whatever. He goes, we must've done that take like 39 times or something. And oh he just kept God. having me do this take over and over because he wanted the specific sound and then he ended up taking like one of the first two takes oh who's this guy think he is stanley kubrick (laughs) he goes he he said i think it was at the end because of uh i think it was like a uh uh, george went popped up and said something like what the fuck's this guy's deal or <laughs> something like that <laughs> so like people were not uh people were not particularly pleased with uh, oh. the director who um he doesn't have a whole lot of credits he, he directs um three other tales from the crypt episodes which we are in oh. later seasons I okay. think one in one in season four one in season six one in season seven maybe or five and six something like that so he's only got like four uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes, and then the other things I've seen him direct, I no, I have no idea what they are. It's more um, than some directors can say for Tales from the Crypt, at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently he was uh, very particular with some things. He said he said the other, um, he said it wasn't like that with some other people, but um, but for whatever reason, he had it out for for this guy, um, damn, for Michael Berryman to get this one take or whatever, and just like kept writing on it. <laughs> He goes, I was so pissed about that. He goes, I remember feeling, because I remember filming it, just being so pissed off about this whole episode. <laughs> well, we couldn't tell because they used an early take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, George Went uh, was the shitty boss, um, Mr. Crosswhite, um, you know, trying to, trying to do a little... Um, sexual harassment on uh sally uh also just being shitty for you know running the scam on making uh yeah blackmailing donald blackmailing donald and everything um lying about the yeah (laughs) he who would have thought he made such a shitty person after being (laughs) in such things as fletch Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) And House. I know Naderade loves him some House as well. He's good I do. in House. He's very good in House. He's the great in House. Movie? Yeah. I need to watch that one. 80s horror movie. Yeah. Um, also, which one are you going with, Naderade? Cheers. Yeah, of course. He's Norm in Cheers. Norm. He's great Norm. in Cheers. He really is great in Cheers. Um, yeah. So so good, and then of I, I course, love I love that actor, Logan. Wasn't he just on The Masked Singer? Yeah, he was the moose, and I sent was he that really? to you guys. Yeah, yeah, because I was sure. I sent I sent a video of him to um, I don't know if you still use Snapchat. I sent him singing to Nate and Brandon. At least they were responding to it, and I because I was asking them, I was like, y'all, who the fuck is this? It sounds like I couldn't remember who they were saying. They thought it could be. And then they revealed George went, and I was like, "Oh my god, that guy was on Blue Bloods." He was not on Blue Bloods. <laughs> Good God. Um, but did I you, know him. I was gonna say, did you recognize the voice from 
Toy Story? Is that what you're going to say? Yes, and <laughs> I know him from Bliss. Have you all seen that one? No. Mm-mm. Cocaine cocaine vampire movie? Mm-mm. Really fucking good. Um, really fucking no. good. I think I, 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 that's one uh, poster I've kept seeing. Uh, it's, a guy, like, it's, got, it's got a female lead in that, right? Yeah, she's okay. awesome. Okay. I got, I, I want, now I want to watch it. <laughs> the body horror in that one? That one had me like clutching my pearls. It was nuts. Big recommend. Um, but yeah, and he's we in know, the- And we know when Logan clutches her pearls, it's really something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do be clutching my pearls at everything. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but uh, voice of um, Hammy in Toy Story. Oh, okay, nice. The, the yeah, piggy all bank, the, all right? The, yeah, the piggy bank, all the and all the Toy Story, Toy Story movies. And he's got like one of those like accents, the Boston accents. He's like, yeah, I don't have any direct quotes from him. He wasn't really my favorite character, but I, I did like him a lot. He was funny. <laughs> he's definitely my favorite character in Cheers. He's so good. You this like Norm? Cheers. Norm over Cliff? <laughs> huh? Take Norm over Cliff? Was Cliff the mailman? Yeah. I like Cliff. Cliff was in uh, Toy Story as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's all right. Ooh. Um, I, I really like Cliff. I mean, I like Cliff. He was the, was he the T-Rex? No, he wasn't the T-Rex. Um, I can't remember which one he was. Hang on, sure. wait a minute. He wasn't Mr. Potato Head, was he? No, no that was Don Rickles. That was Don Rickles. Oh, I'm sorry. 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 My bad. I screwed up. <gasps> he was ham. Oh, Cliff was ham. Cliff was ham. I was going to say. I got him. I got my cheers guys mixed up. <laughs> I was like, isn't he? Uh, I, I, did like, a, I did a John Goodman, Gary Oldman. <laughs> You could have gotten me honestly. If I got myself, I talked myself straight into it. Um, because I was also gonna ask though, uh, wasn't Hammy? Isn't he in like all the Pixar movies? Because I think he's also the. Uh, I think he's like the big truck in Cars. Um, I don't know. I think he does a lot of voice acting for Pixar. The other guy. Damn. Cotton 4K. I did straight <laughs> up, man. I didn't even I didn't even look it up. I was just like, oh yeah, he's in Toy Story. OMG, no, the he, Rex he sure is the is guy that. from the Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Um, well, do we have uh I'm gonna move on to um Donald? So, so the guy was never in Toy Story. Um, I don't believe so. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's I great. Went, I went straight from memory, and my memory failed me. <laughs> I got my, I got Cliff and Norm mixed up. All right. That's all right. That's yeah. Great. The the other guy, um, the other guy, he's the one who's in like every single Pixar movie. If you look at his, um. Wait a minute. We're not John talking Ratzenberger? about him. John Ratzenberger. We're not talking about him. He's not in it. 
in like every Pixar movie. Anyway. All um, right, let's let's move on. We, what's his name? Is not in a Toy Story. He's not. He's not. I screwed up. I got my cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys. Wrong. Sorry, George went. He's in an episode of Seinfeld where he plays himself. Um, <laughs> I'll throw that in there. Um, <laughs> George pitches him a, a stupid idea for Cheers. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Donald, played by our, our guy uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, baby. Um, also, Logan, hold on, Logan. Yeah. Know who this actor is? Clockwork Orange. He is. Good job. You passed. Yeah. I couldn't finish that movie. <laughs> really? Where did you? How far did you get into it? Singing in the rain. I'm surprised. It's such a. It's such a. <laughs> the first nice romantic. It's nice. It's a nice romantic comedy. I'm surprised you didn't finish it. Diego turned it off because he knew I was getting uneasy. I. I uh, I don't handle rape scenes very well. And I didn't know if there was going to be one or not, but it was looking like it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I recognized him. Okay. Um, I mean, you can skip over the scene and finish the movie. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It, you could. It's a, it really is a very interesting movie. Yeah. He gets, a, like he, he gets some comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, wow. yeah, then I'm sold. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all that's right. all I needed. Say less. <laughs> um, yeah, Clockwork Orange. Uh, that's where I always recognize him most from. Mm -hmm. um, he was also in Rob Zombie's Halloween. He was um, Dr. Loomis. Ooh. Halloween and, and Halloween 2. Um, Star Trek Generations. Throw that out there. Is that the newer? That was in the nineties, late nineties, maybe. That one came out. Um, Easy A. I know you know that one, right? Easy A. <laughs> yep. Um, who is? He's the principal. I want to say. Mm. I'll have to rewatch that. Principal. Well, he's, I would say he's not the sexy history teacher because he doesn't look that good still. Well, he doesn't really look that good in the 90s anyway. He looks fine. Um, yeah, Principal Gibbons. Checks out. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's in it. He's in, I think he's got like 200 and almost 300 credits or something. It's so a I just wanted to. He, I does wanted he, to hit some highlights on there. Does he do any voice acting? Because his voice is also just like super recognizable. That may also just be because of Clockwork Orange. The mm -hmm. ultraviolet. <laughs> <laughs> the old in, in out, in out. In out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's He's been in a lot of stuff even recently. Um, a lot of stuff I haven't seen. He's done... Uh, he's in the Castlevania series? Hmm. The animated really? Yeah. He's the voice of the alchemist. He's in the vampire show. Um, well, I mean, he was cast in that. It was one of 282 roles, so... 
<laughs> um, yeah, Father Stew recently with uh, Mark Wahlberg. He's in that one. Um, just kind of uh, he voiced himself in Scooby Doo and Guess Who. Awesome. <laughs> Um, that was in 2020. Um, yeah, I was just scrolling through. I was trying to pick out some highlights. Um, anyone else, anything else that you guys wanted to um, mention of his? Because I'm sure, I'm sure they're uh, in there. No, you hit the one. Well, Logan hit the one that I was always picturing him in. Franklin um, and Bash. Are you guys Franklin and Bash fans? Uh, yeah. I've seen a few episodes. He's in like 40 of them. Oh my goodness. So you've probably seen him in something. Um I'm looking at him there he he looks like he was in Haunted Mansion. Was he in Haunted Mansion? Do you know what I'm talking mm. about? Oh you're thinking, of the butler. you're thinking of the butler. No, that's not him. Not him. No. Then yeah. Um he was a uh, he was Vlad Tepish and movie called vamps so there's another vampire movie where he actually plays a vampire is that a parody movie is that a what a parody movie like vampires suck Uh, no two female vampires in modern day new york city are faced with daunting romantic possibilities um oh (laughs) so it's a (laughs) rom-com yeah it's that's what it looks like (laughs) Kristen ritter and alicia silverstone oh actually i might like that Oh shit! I told I totally forgot he was in the remake of Silent Night Deadly Night in 2012 called Silent Night. That movie sucks. I remember seeing ads for that movie. Like for some reason, I it's a core memory of mine that I remember seeing. I was like, it's a blasphemy of Silent Night. Damn this 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 uh this Vamps movie's got a cast to it. So written and directed by Amy Heckerling, Alicia Silverstone, Christian Ritter, um, Todd Berry, Sigourney Weaver, Malcolm McDowell. Oh. Like, okay, Wallace Shawn. All right. So I'm going to have to check this out is what I'm hearing. Okay. Well, rom-com vampire movie, apparently. Vamps. <laughs> 20, 20 from 2012. 2012. 2012 was a simpler time. We thought the world was ending then, too. But we knew it wasn't going to end. <laughs> Damn, Mayans got it wrong. Mm. Um, that's all I got, though. So. That's all, folks. Yeah, pretty stacked cast. Um, man, lots of movies added to my recommendation list after that one, too. Um, I was pretty excited to see George Went, though. I was like, hee-hee, because of the mass Singer. <laughs> I was like, I just saw him on The Mass Singer, but he wasn't, I don't know how recently he was on it because I apparently was behind like six episodes. Um, all right, we're ready to move into Would You Rather? Or excuse me. Mm-hmm. Would you rather? Ba-da-bum. All right. Well, class, which would you rather do? <laughs> Folks, is the game of Would You Rather, where I give these kids a couple of scenarios in which they have to choose from. I came very prepared today. So let's start with the first one. The first one. Would you rather be a vampire or a vampire hunter? 
Vampire. What'd you say, Thon? Vampire all day. Vampire all day for Thon. Um, you know, I think I also would be a vampire. I know that we talked about kind of that earlier, but aside from being immortal and having to drink other people's blood, the concept of sleeping all day and being up all night is right up my alley. <laughs> and also vampires, if I want to be a vampire in the way that they're usually portrayed, that usually means I'm rich because I've had enough time in my endless lifetime to build up some kind of dynasty or a big company. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I would also be a vamp. I would also be a vampire. But I'm trying to think like, all right, so if you were a vampire, you have to have an income, obviously. Like this guy is working at a blood bank, so he's making money and he's feeding himself. How would you how what would you do for your nighttime job? I wouldn't have a job. I do the vampire thing right and I would just have <laughs> money. I would have piles of money everywhere for a lifetime that I wouldn't need to work. It That's would the beauty of being a vampire. It would not be hard for me to get a rich husband. <laughs> Oh, that's a great point right yeah, there, Logan. I could, yeah. Dude, and, I and, love that. And Trance sugar, sugar Mama. mama. Yeah. <laughs> I love this vampire life now. I want it. Yeah. It's so much less work than a vampire hunter where you actually oh, have to have some source of I'm income. And then also you're putting yourself in danger constantly. Yeah, Man. you live forever. I want to be a vampire and a, give myself a Sugar Mama. That's all you got to do. Hmm. All right. So we had Norm. Nah, God, I was going to say Norm McDonald. <laughs> we had, uh, was it Norman McDowell? Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. I'm way off. <laughs> Norm from Cheers and Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> oh, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I was way off. Yeah, started nice. with the nuts, though. Samsonite. Um, he did a great job playing the vampire. I, lo I love how he just brought it to the table. Who? But if you had to uh, cast a different person to play that role, who would you want as that role? I got one in mind. Is all right if you go ahead and throw it out? Yeah. yeah. We had him a couple weeks ago in one of the Tales from the Crypt episodes. John Lovitz. I would have loved to see John Lovitz <laughs> play this vampire role. I think he, I think he'd be a little more likable. Not that I didn't like the other guy, but I don't know. I just love everything that John Lovitz is in. I would, I, mean, I would think he would, he would bring such a different, charismatic character to, to the show. I think it would be. I think he'd make it a little more zany and a little more hard to believe that. I don't know. It works. It works well in a lot of ways, but I don't think it works for the love story. That's a good point. That's a really good point. It works well for him being like, oh, he's a vampire, but because he's kind of timid and he doesn't want to hurt people, he's got to have this job at the blood bank. And then all the zaniness of him jumping in there, all of the, he could do all the overacting that he does that he's famous for, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know the, the believability of the other part of the story. So how about this? Steve Carell. <laughs> I could see that. I think he could not only bring the comedy, he could do the love story part too. Yeah, yeah. we see that in the in the office. 
Don, who who would you who would you uh, replace as a cast member in this episode? Out of anyone, because obviously if you're going Steve yeah, Carell, go for, then, any, go for anyone. Yeah, then that's like because the times obviously don't. He'd be way too young to play it yep. at that point. But um, yeah, if you're doing anyone, um, give me a second. I'll think about it. Logan, you got any ideas? Mm, like, so we're doing like for any character and not just for any character. Russell Brand. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be too much. <laughs> Dude, Russell Brand as Van Helsing would actually be pretty freaking funny, I think. As Van Helsing? Yeah. Okay. I'm a vampire hunter. <laughs> it's like totally not how you do it. <laughs> um... Danny McBride could be uh, cross white. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I could see a that. Good, that's a good call. I, could I was thinking he could sure. also even play the the police officer. Danny McBride. That yeah. would be that would be funny because dude, D- Danny McBride and Russell Brand playing Van Helsing and the police officer. I, if Russell Brand's gonna be in it, he's got to be the vampire. <laughs> You see him oh. jumping up and down on someone to get every last drop of blood in there. <laughs> <laughs> mixing Dude. up the martini glass, shaking up the martini glass and mixing up his blood. Come on. All right. We, we need to remake, get this mo- get this made as a movie and have, uh, what's the, the guy who play, uh, directed Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin to, to direct Judd Apatow? It. Judd Apatow. He needs to direct it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but who would play Sally? Um, Any, literally, his, his wife. <laughs> yeah, but Judd Apatow's wife. Uh, what's her name? Um. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was gonna look it up. I it's am Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. <laughs> she would be perfect. She would be a great <laughs> Sally. I want this movie to happen. <laughs> All right. That is this week's Would You Rather. <laughs> but are we ready to move into Creep Yourself? Mm-hmm. All right. What did you do this week, class, to creep yourself? <laughs> Now comes the time where we all show and hell something that we treated. Um, anybody want to go first, or I can go first? I can't prepare this week. Go so. for it. All right. So um, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about that has just been on my mind since I binged it this weekend was I watched its series. Um, it has Michael Shannon in it, Rory Culkin, uh, Mandy is in it. Um, there's a few other like really big actors who are in it, but I was just obsessed seeing Michael Shannon in that role of the negotiator because the only other role I've seen him in was in Knives Out in the Shape of Water, and he plays not good guys in that one. <laughs> so I I thought he did a really good job. You, um, you want to see a really good Michael Shannon role is Nocturnal Animals. That's my favorite role of his. 
Ooh, I'm honestly, I really, I was like, before we got here, I was like, man, I want to watch more Michael Shannon. So honestly, I might go hit that up. It's a I very good movie, too. Um, so I also, I've mentioned the, this YouTube lawyer before, Emily Baker, that I like to watch. Um, she covered the Depp Heard trial. And I've just kind of been watching that and napping to it this weekend. Um, because trial was kind of just nutso. Um, and then I made an irresponsible payday purchase. Y'all know how we, how I like to do that. Um, but I'll show you guys here. I bought a shirt. Um, okay. Because cool. I can totally almost, see it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, you can't see it. I'll send you all a picture of it, though. It's a pretty fucking cool shirt. Um, I'm not going to say how much it costs, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, also, Diego's favorite band is coming to Austin in a month-ish. They're from Australia. They're called Pond, so I creeped us to tickets to that. Um, saw my family for Easter, and my friend came over and we watched the Drag Race finale. And the girl that I wanted to win won. So Nice. Pretty, pretty good couple of weeks of creeping myself. Um, and uh, who's next? Nate, go next. Nate or Aid. <laughs> okay. Well, we had uh, Easter recently, so I treated myself to some family time. Uh, every every Easter, my whole my whole dad's side of the family we get together on Good Friday, the Friday before Easter, and um, we just color a shitload of eggs, just a whole bunch, right? And it's a lot of fun. Like the kit. So like all the little kids, nieces, nephews, grandkids, they'll they'll always start it out, but then you know their attention span only lasts for coloring three eggs and then they're ready to move on to something else. So then the adults come on in and all we do is sit, drink, and get drunk while coloring eggs. It's a great time. <laughs> I think we we only we only colored about twenty one dozen this year. So twenty one dozen? 21. Yeah. Dozen? Yeah. What do y'all do with them? That's a. We eat them. <laughs> That's a lot of eggs to eat. Yeah, but it's also a big family. <laughs> how many? How many babies are we talking? How many cousins? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, seven cousins, three nieces and nephews. So that's like all the kids. Um, adding a couple more kids in there that I might be off. Um, <laughs> so we got that. But I mean, yeah, like this was a low number. Twenty-one dozen was a pretty much low number. I think our record was a few years ago, and that was thirty-some dozen. That was that was pretty fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Color a lot of eggs, great family time. Um, the other thing I treated myself to was smash, smash burgers. Smash burger! Dude, so friggin' good. They're buns. They're so good. Like, you toast the bun, get that toasted up, then you literally just smash the burger on the, on the griddle or the skillet, whatever you're using. It makes a huge difference when cooking because i usually have a bad i usually have bad luck with burgers i never make usually make my own because they always come out to be like puffy donuts almost if that makes sense 
Oh, you made them. I thought you were talking about the actual restaurant smash burger. I don't know what the actual restaurant smash burger is. No, I actually made burgers and they were bomb. Uh, yeah, so good. Last thing, treated myself to, bought myself some yard tools. Ryobi, oh, yeah, got a yeah, weed yeah. whacker. Man, this thing is, I was, I was playing it with it yesterday. And actually yesterday I also purchased like the brush cutting head for it. And I was just knocking out some thorn bushes with it. It was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I have a leaf blower coming in that goes up to 195 miles per hour. So I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, guy stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brandon and I were trying to convince Nate to start his, uh, what is it? What kind of TikTok channel were we trying to get you to start? Like one of those gardening or yard work? I mean, I gotta, yeah, I gotta pressure wash my siding, so maybe I'll just start videos with that and whatnot. Bro, you'll go viral <laughs> so fast. I'm not even kidding. I'm on Clean Talk, so I just watch people like do yard work and clean their bathrooms. Some of them are making mustard gas on accident because they're mixing all these chemicals. And you got a chainsaw coming in too, don't you? I did. I didn't buy it yet. I'm still a fucking waiting. chainsaw. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting on if I need it or well, I need a chainsaw. I could just borrow one from family or something, but I would still really just like. There's a sweet deal on it on eBay, so I might pull the trigger on the chainsaw. Yeah. Well, next time you see me, I may or may not have a chainsaw. Just like with chainsaw, skin your ass raw. <laughs> No, no Limp Bizkit fans? No, nothing? No. <laughs> All right, Don, what, what, what did you do to keep yourself? Uh, <laughs> you've been waiting. Um, I got this beauty here. Um, Dank. It's uh, Dank? from Boulevard Brewery, my favorite brewery. They do great stuff. It's called Dank 7. So is there um, weed in it? No. Is that just um, hops then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It looks Way like off. it though, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a bunch Samsonite. of hops on there. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they took their, um, one of their kind of baseline um, beers called Tank 7 and they uh, added some extra hops and did some extra stuff to it. Limited release. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah. It tastes pretty awesome. Uh, awesome. Boulevard Brewery. Excellent stuff. Um, I did, uh, what else did I do here? I got, uh, we went to a screening of The Room um, at Sunrise oh, Cinema. The, the Tom, Tommy Wiseau? The Tom, room? yes. Nice. Tommy Wiseau. It uh, came along with Greg Sestero was there doing live commentary. No shit! During the movie. That is so <laughs> cool. He's, yeah, uh, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, <laughs> uh, he was doing the he was doing live commentary and giving us little like facts and stuff during the of, of different things that were crazy about the filming and I did not hit her I did not I did not <laughs> oh, hi, oh hi Mark <laughs> oh my god it was so funny um, now, Logan have you watched the room I have been subjected to the room I had a friend force us to watch it and that. I think I appreciate it more now, but as I was watching it, I was like, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. 
Logan's it's not so a fan funny. Of, Logan's not a fan of it's so bad it's good in movies. I think Dude, that's we got, top tier. So so some of the things that I was not expecting because I've I've never I'd never been to a theater to see the room. I only watched it like once a while back um, at home with a couple friends. And then I've been, I've seen the disaster artist and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I actually went to a, a screening of the disaster artist with Greg Sestero did in QA afterwards. Cool. Got to meet him. He did a book signing, things like that. So I have um, seen the disaster artist. I, the disaster artist made me appreciate the room a little more. Yeah. So going to this screening with everyone packed in the theater was like more of a, and, and him doing live commentary was more of a crowd participation type of thing, which I was not expecting. Like there was, uh, so one thing that I didn't notice the on any other viewing, any other, I think I've seen the room twice, maybe. This was probably the third time maybe, but it's been a long time. And I don't think I've really recognized it, but in various scenes throughout the movie, if you look in the background on like their tables and stuff in the picture frames, is it the spoons? It's just pictures of spoons. <laughs> so whenever, whenever they were like clearly visible, you could hear crowds going spoons and they just start chucking plastic spoons. Yep. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh and then they were like saying a couple of the big lines. You could hear like everyone in the crowd would say like, you know, Oh, hi Mark. Oh, hi Mark. <laughs> Dude, that um, makes me so happy because I've heard I've heard of this before that this is this watching the room is like a part like you said is a participation audience thing that's just like um, Rocky Horror Picture Show where yeah. the audience participating it's on that level. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I was not expecting that. It was a blast. We were completely blitzed and watching this movie, laughing our ass off the whole time. <laughs> um, but also like he was like his commentary, his little bits that he would that he would throw out there and tell us little anecdotes about um, the one scene where where he comes in and he sits in the chair and like she's trying to seduce him a little bit. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, the candle, the sexy music, like this, whatever he says there, whatever <laughs> he goes, he goes, they didn't have air conditioning in that. It was literally like one hundred and five degrees during that. Oh scene, my and God. we were melting in there. And we're like, hey, can we get a, you know, something in there or, or whatever? Or like, what, what does this make sense? Why am I pointing out the candles or whatever? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Tommy just says, nobody cares about the candle. Just be in the moment. And then like <laughs> the very next line in the movie is him going, it was like her going, it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're melting in this, in this room. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was really funny. And then like. Another thing that I never caught before that is now he, he pointed it out. He goes, Oh, this best line in the movie is coming up. And it's when he's in the, it's towards the end and he's hiding out in the bathroom. And she goes, she goes, uh, not Tommy. I forget his name in the movie, but basically Tommy. <laughs> oh, by the way, also people call him Tommy in the movie. <laughs> it's not his, that's not his character's name, but they call it Tommy in the movie. And it stays, stays in there. But she says, oh, when are you going to come out of there? And he goes, in a few minutes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It kills me. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, the crowd screamed that one. It was so much. It was fun. Um, Yeah. Anyway. I got to rewatch that movie. It's (laughs) so good. I think I may need to as well. 
It's like, funny. You watch it. Get um, get some drinks or get stoned. Watch it with some mm-hmm. friends. That's like, yeah. Don't take it serious. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, also went to. Uh, I spent Easter. Um, and we didn't didn't celebrate Easter. <laughs> Because he is risen. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's. All right. Um, but took some edibles, went to a couple art museums. So that was fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was, That'd be uh, fun. It was a good little time. Um, checking, checking some of that out. Went up to uh, have some uh, rooftop drinks as well. Rooftop um, drinks are so much fun. They are. And they were delicious. Um, outside of that, just watch some of the stuff, um, uh, watching, uh, got into the, the Hulu, uh, Wu-Tang series, mm, the American saga. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are fans of the Wu-Tang clan, but. What is it? Fine. I, I, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're bad. I don't even know if I know any of their songs. What? What? Yeah, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Yeah. Well, I am very out of the loop. <laughs> um, my mom loop, was man. raised by the Wu Tang Clan, so Wu Tang's Wu Tang is forever. Wu Tang is forever. Um. Yeah, no, it's a real good series. It's about kind of how they, it's it's, you know, dramatized, but how mm-hmm. they came together and how um, straight out know, of Compton, but Wu Tang. <laughs> They're from New York. <laughs> I said Compton, but Wu Tang. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I, I know it. there was a battle between West Coast and East Coast. I, I pay attention. <laughs> and I mean, anyway, uh, really good series. I'm into it. I'm like midway through the second season, I think. I think there's three seasons right now. Um, but it's really, really cool. I like it. Um, recommend um what else uh got into the netflix series the watcher um Ooh, is that any good yeah it's really good um only only a few episodes in but man they are packed like it's they're hour-long episodes but i remember we we started watching the the third episode and i was like we're only on the third episode because like <laughs> so much shit has happened and they're like super like just packed, intense. Um, yeah, I really like that show. Good cast as well. Um, uh, Naomi Watts. Um, I forget the guy's name now. He's in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, great cast. Uh, good show. Um, also, got into the fourth season of Love Is Blind. Figured oh, I'd hit that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Figured I'd hit that one for Logan. My only I reality know. TV show the I, watching i need to watch love is blind because i know that a lot of my friends really like it but i couldn't finish the first season i kept falling asleep <laughs> i haven't watched any of it i just uh was uh asked to watch season four and yeah it's it's dumb fun <laughs> <laughs> watching these people go go through this <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's that's always what I have to tell myself is I'm like these people aren't actually looking for love; they're just looking for Instagram followers. Just enjoy it, <laughs> and 
Because that's honestly what it is. I really, I do think people genuinely go on these reality TV shows expecting to find their husband or wife. Like, no, they're expecting to be famous. <laughs> well, there's one couple on there that's legit believable. Um, I don't know about season four, but season one, I think there is a couple that's still married. Yeah. And they were pretty good together. I liked them a lot. Yeah, there's there's one couple on there that's actually like, oh, shit. They're, you know, they're super believable. If they are, you know, if they end up sticking together, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a girl who's had very bad luck with men who has, like, legitimately, like, tried to sign up to go onto The Bachelor. Like, she's trying to get onto the cast because she's like, you know what? Like, if I can't find a man, might as well just fucking go on The Bachelor. <laughs> um huh. I know you have better luck finding a man than you would getting onto The Bachelor. <laughs> she really wants to try it. I think she just wants to get into that kind of world. Um, there are some awful people on there, though, too. <laughs> yeah. There are people who will go on there just so they can stir the pot and make other people miserable. Oh, and yeah. You can get on there and you sit there watching it and be like, oh, they're toxic as fuck. Oh, man. No, I feel like I need to be on the show. Well, another thing, well, another thing that we also don't think about, because I, I've listened to, like, podcasts where people who go on these shows talk about it, they take away your phone while you're there, and they yeah. lock you in a room where you have really nothing to do. So they're putting you in a terrible mental situation as well. Like, you're in a place you don't know very well, you don't have your phone, and whenever the cameras aren't on, you don't get to do anything. So it's just, like, that's also so awful is because they're literally like at their wits end like that's they do that on purpose anyway i like reality tv and like this the science behind this fun <laughs> so back to the room thon have you read greg sestero's book the disaster and, Artist? yeah yeah well yeah the disaster artist's book oh you have read it? i i have a signed copy i have not read it yet Oh, I've listened to the audio book where he's actually doing the reading for it. It is very good. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. So definitely get on that. That was. Yeah, it's good. Like all of the, the little anecdotes he was throwing out there that and some of it, I'm like sitting there thinking, like, I wonder how much of that. Like is because there's a couple of times that he would he would say something and be like, that sounds more like a joke that he made for the audience as opposed to an actual story i i would i would definitely <laughs> i think i think there's a lot of yeah there's a, quite a bit of difference between the movie and the book i definitely follow the book more than i would the movie yeah yeah no i'm just saying like while we were watching and him doing live commentary but it's also that like you know how weird tommy was so is that mm -hmm. oh this is actually you know everything he's saying is also completely believable because of mm -hmm. that yes <laughs> is tommy was so really like an unknown man who just has like a crazy amount of money like yes. yeah that's fucking wild to me yeah he I, I got to ask him when it when i did the disaster artist uh screening i get he did a q a and i got to ask him like where where does i asked greg like where do you think he got his money from and he was like, or I, or I asked him, like, where do you think he got his money from? And what's the funniest story that you that you've heard from it? And one of the one of the funniest stories is that he was actually D.B. Cooper. <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's where he got the money from. The other one that he said 
was something about something having to do with with genes and having some sort of that be like shipping genes or making genes, you know, manufacturing yeah, he, he, genes, something like he that. He definitely but, gets into it in the book. So yeah, take a read it, get read it. That I think that's towards the end of the book that he actually kind of gets into perhaps where the money came from. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, um, yeah, weird stories, you know, not, not much known about where he came from or how he got his money. All that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> conspiracy theory. He said, "Oh, he did say there's one the one scene where he's like, you know, I, obviously, and it's in the Disaster Artist too, where he's talking about like I have to show my ass to sell the movie." So <laughs> that's right. Apparently that that's a real thing because he said it during the live commentary too, and he says he says before this scene scene was shot, he just looked at me and he said, <clears throat> "I have to do it, Greg." And he says, what? And he goes, I have to show my ass to sell a movie. Mm-hmm. They have, they must see my ass. I'm like 18 year old boy. I have to see this. <laughs> I have to see the movie. And he said, he goes, so there he was. They, we go to roll. Nobody knew. He just threw a sock over himself yep. and was bare-assed under there. And none of the rest of the crew or cast knew. So when he got up, people were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> they have to see my ass he knows he knows i have to show i have to show my ass to sell the movie it's crazy anyway that's all i got all right well i think we we creeped ourselves pretty well these past couple of weeks um let's move into our weekly seance Spirits calling. Okay, class, the time has come for us to join hands and see if we can reach anyone on the other side. Is Tommy Wusso in the room with us now? Uh, no, because he's not dead. Um, Tearing my part, life apart, Lisa. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Um, oh, hi, Mark. So um, if you guys would like to reach us from the other side, um, right now the only thing that we get are DMs from G-Baby on the Waxing the Porpoise <laughs> Instagram, um, which I do appreciate. They're pretty funny videos. Um, we can You can email us at coolishuniversity at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at coolishuni. You can find us on Instagram at coolishuniversity. And make sure to study up for next week's episode, season three, episode eight, Easel Kill Ya. Dun, dun, dun. You'll hear from us whenever you hear from us. Anything else for the class boys? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, y'all have a good rest of your days. Bye now. Bye. Bye.